previously on Light Roast Low Rolls. Hey, hey, call her sister. I think it dawns on you that maybe you didn't know Clements as well as you thought you did. Either she's undead, like she's a zombie and she's walking around, or this is a person who's faked their death twice. We should do like an acting exercise. Lucille, stop! <laughs> All right, take a look at me. Look at me, Andy. Look me in the eye. All right, now close Which your one? eyes. Close your eyes. There's so many eyes. Wait, do you want me to look you in the eye or close them? I'm confused. Lucille dumps out the shot next to her while they're breathing. Great. You dump the salt water out uh, into the blood, and it kind of like fizzles. What did my sister say? She said hi. That tracks. I know less about the world that I thought I did. People get hurt every day. You gotta look out for number one. Nobody else will, except me. But, you know, I'm a special case. Hello, guests. Come in, please. Lovely as ever to see you, Alessandra. Nothing of note happened since I've been gone? No, the body's gone. The body's gone? Yeah, I got up and walked out of my back door and out into the alley. We lost it. The lock is damaged enough that when you close it again, it's not going to be able to lock. So he will know. <laughs> the safe is empty. Whatever your husband was hiding in here, is not in here. Are you okay? I am now, but perhaps not later. And then I look at Marlo. For those of you just joining us now, I am bringing you live to the scene of the crime where one of the Hollywood newsrooms very own has been brutally murdered in what appears to be a vicious vampire gang attack. In the last days, witnesses have also reported sightings of the late Clements Moore, a renowned monster activist seemingly back from the dead. It has been four months since one of these monster incidents has occurred, and the whole community is holding their breath in the hope that any further attacks can be prevented by local law enforcement. The clever intro. I'm sorry. Uh, welcome to episode five. <laughs> nope, we're committing to it. That's the take. This is who I am now. Welcome to episode five of Light Roast Low Rolls. I'm Brooke. I'm going to be your keeper for this evening, and I am drinking a mint matcha latte. Hello, it's Parker Cujo, and I am having a vanilla cardamom <laughs> latte and a lovely evening. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Kelsey. Um, I play Peggy Scott, and I'm drinking an orange creamsicle, which doesn't sound like it would be coffee, but it is, and it's amazing. And it's the best coffee I've ever had. Yes, please. <laughs> Just so glad. Um, my name is Elise Work. I am the hunter Lucille Elian, the expert. Uh, and I am drinking a quad shot iced Americano black because I hate myself. Oh my God. 
Hi, I'm Madison Hubler playing Alessandra Sparks, and I'm also drinking a vanilla cardamom. I mean, a vanilla cardamom. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I will card your mom. It'll make her smile for the rest of the night. Shout out to your mom. Say hi to her for us. Yeah, give her a hug. When's the last time you wrote her a letter? On paper. Tell me. I bet you never did. Anyway. <laughs> um... Thank you so much for coming back for this episode. Uh, at the end of episode four, we actually had some hold left over in that scene. And uh, I'm just going to review for the audience what those were. Because honestly, it's a lot of footage that you guys don't have to listen to. That's silliness. So essentially what we learned. Uh, the vampire quote unquote gang is not a gang. Vampires don't travel in packs. Um, <laughs> it's a little bit more of a werewolf situation. Um... A lot of the evidence looked a bit like superficial or staged. Now that could be because it was on a newscast, but it's also very possible that it was staged similarly to what we're presuming happened at the last crime that was committed or murder that was committed rather. Um, and we did confirm that whatever this creature is, it's definitely not a werewolf. It seems to be targeting the monster community and trying to make monsters on the whole, look bad. Um, and I think generally we'd come to the consensus as a group that this monster is also probably not a vampire either, but I think we're going to go to this crime scene and see what happens and maybe spend some more hold or roll some new dice and figure that out. Um, so why don't we pick up back in this living room? So uh, we know that Reggie also drove off maybe 15, 20 minutes ago and said that he was going to do a couple laps and come back. So, um, Angel, I think this is about now when you hear the honk honk. Oh, my God. You guys, I have to quit. <laughs> Actually, Your girlfriend's I, name I, out Elsie, Shut up. You're, you're allowed to call me the wrong name, but if Marlo calls me the wrong name, it's all over. I'm canceling. Yeah, all over. Sad. I would be so bad. So mad. I actually think that that was very on brand for Peggy's character. <laughs> <laughs> to, to have my name forgotten. Yeah, to have her name forgotten. So there I think also, it was really good. There's two angels on this podcast, and I love both of um, them. Very there's much. five angels on this podcast. Okay, you're Thank you. so right. <laughs> <laughs> and your mom, don't forget about her. Oh my god. Oh. So <laughs> That's why you're one of them because you're so sweet and dumb, and I love you. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> you're just playing best friends on the podcast, but in real life, you hate each other. <laughs> cool. It's the podcast within the podcast. <laughs> this is the lore. You guys have to subscribe to our Patreon to heal the real tea about all of us. I'll write it. I'll write our fanfic. Yes. <laughs> nice. all the they all have to be like vastly different, though. Like, there can't be a solid canon. Like, <laughs> in some of the stuff, we really love each other, and it's like a crazy orgy party. And in other episodes, Are you it's like to just. Write smut about us? <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised this is the first time I've Because I accept. <laughs> You guys, I know this is audio only, so you can't see us. We are objectively all 10 out of 10 super hot people. That being said, let's get back to the episode. That being said, don't go to my Instagram because I'm not proud of everything. And that being said, do subscribe to our Patreon. Please do. Because the smut versions of us are way hotter. They're going to be there. I'm about to subscribe to our own podcast yeah. after this. If you, guys go, if you guys go to our Patreon, I will let you pick my next tattoo. Ooh. Ooh. If we get 100,000 listens by the end of May, I will let you guys pick my next tattoo. 
I promise. That's so kind and generous. I'm saying that right now. You're welcome. So make it happen. 14 listens, episode one. (laughs) Whoop, whoop, party. Okay, anyway. So I think Reggie, now he's honk. You hear the honk of the limousine outside. Peggy. And... um, and uh, you just know, you understand, he does like two short little honks and you understand that to be your kind of exclusive code for like, hey, I'm outside, no rush, but I'm here. Um, and yeah, you guys have just been kind of struck with a lot of information. And I think uh, at this point, Carmen's newscast has been kind of faded out, but they're like, uh, they have like a couple of like shots of like the scene and everything, like kind of B-roll that's going. And um yeah, it looks like in com- they're going to go to commercial in like a second or two. There's a super horny cricket in the corner. I don't know if you guys can hear him, <laughs> but he has a lot to say. <laughs> uh, Lucille's going to put her hands on her hips and take a deep, big old sigh. Mm-hmm. She's going to look at housewifey over here and say are you coming with us or not I would like to join you now who is that outside my house and would he like a muffin probably he loves muffins do you have chocolate chip I do yes I go and I grab a chocolate chip <laughs> muffin, courtesy of Kristen, my neighbor. Sure, yeah, she dropped them more off. Yeah, and I, and I go to bring that to Reggie. <laughs> well, as soon as she starts leaving the house, uh, Lucille doesn't feel comfy staying here without... Yeah, alone. Alone, so she's like, she'll walk out and follow. I guess I lift the door frame back and <laughs> move it so everybody can exit. And then lift it back. And then I lift it back and put it back on the hinges. Lucille is still just standing there, hands on her hips, watching this happen. She's like, she's going through the list of all of her regulars in her head, and she's trying to figure out what this woman could possibly be. <laughs> she's like, she's like, you know, you know, you know, you're not like, uh, you're not like Luke, my Thursday night vampire, but you're not like, you're not like uh, Sam, my, I don't even know what Sam is, but like, you're not like them, you know, who are you? <laughs> okay, so we go out to the crib. Yeah. I want to linger for a second and see if there's anything else on the TV that could alert to anything yeah i think at this point there's a like animated commercial of like a coke bottle dancing with some other snack um <laughs> and it doesn't yeah That's all the information i need yeah i've i would like to solve the mystery thank you um yeah is the coke bottle actually a coke bottle this no <laughs> roll to investigate oh my god okay then yeah then i'm good yeah that's that unfortunately I'm going to head towards the vehicle, and I'm going to lightly, like, tap on the window where he is. Yeah, he rolls it down. Hello, sir. I'm Allie. Would you like this muffin? Uh, yeah, you hold it out. I think he, like, hesitantly reaches out. He's like, are you, uh, are you the person, you're the woman who lives here? You're the lady of the house? Yes, this is my home. Oh, then yes, I will take that suspicious food from you. Thank you so much. <laughs> I like, from the other side, I like give a little thumbs up. Okay, yeah, he kind of clocks you being like, she's cool. And yeah, he takes a bite. And I think, yeah, 
he takes a bite and they're really, really good. Like he chews real slowly and really takes in the flavors and he looks at you and he's like, did you make these? Actually, my best friend Kristen made those. Oh my God. Wow, I haven't had a baked good this well done in, in a while. These are my compliments to your friend. She's really good at muffins. I will make sure she knows that. If you ever come by again, I will make sure there's plenty more for you. I will come by again for muffins. <laughs> Thank you for your service. Yeah, sure. Why don't you and your friends just uh, hop on in the in the back and we'll we'll get going. All right. Can you take us to the news station? Uh, yeah, Carmen's news station. Yes. Something wrong or? Um, there was just an interesting. Um... Oh yeah, somebody was murdered there. There was an incident. Oh my god. Well, well I was, was on the news. Yeah. He's gonna hear about it eventually, and we're driving there. He's gonna see it. Might as well prepare the man. Somebody was murdered. I just, they think they think it was a vampire. I doubt it though. Probably faked. Idiots. Did you recognize who it was? No, but I know that Carmen will tell me the truth. Okay. You know Carmen? Yeah, and very well connected. Like, you didn't. Well, by all means, I thought this was gonna be a wasted trip. Let's go. Lucille kind of settles <laughs> in the back seat. Yeah. She's like, "Oh, you're well connected. All right." Yeah. You slide in. It's like a nice little limo. It's like built for a bunch of people. You imagine that we're at a different time of night. This would be one of those like champagne popping kind of vehicles, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, your dad owns a number of different cars, I'm sure. He has, he has monies. Um, he has queens. Okay, so off you go. You zip through the town, through the city real quick and easy. And uh, you pull up outside the news station. Uh, it looks like the police have kind of crime scene taped off a lot of it, and they're, like, you're gonna probably have to talk your way in if you're wanting to talk, like, investigate anything. I feel like Peggy should lead the way. I don't much like talking to police officers. I wonder why. Um, and Peggy takes a step forward, um, still in her, you know, her heels and her little, you know, she kind of, like, makes herself, like, look more presentable sure, and professional sure. and yeah. gets the girls in place. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> and um, does someone look more in charge than the others? It looks like there's um, a shorter police officer who's like shouting orders to other men. Okay, question. Um, is the news station anywhere connected to like the movie studio or is this a completely different studio? No, it's a separate studio. Okay. Yeah. You, uh, I think this is a little bit, it's called the Hollywood News Station, or, yeah, but it's not in, like, it's not on the boulevard or whatever. I would say it's closer to, like, North Hollywood, like, that kind of area. Okay. Um, so I, I approach the, the, the cop that appears to be the one in charge. Who's running things. Who's running things. Um. I actually just want to attempt to look like I know where I am enough to just walk right past. Okay. <laughs> see if, With all of see if they stop me. Oh, that was me. And then you I'll say you're all following. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm just going to walk around and I know what I'm doing. Allie fixes up her hair, kind of reapplies her lipstick, and gets ready to work her way in. Yeah, Marlo okay. pulls his hat over his tattooed eye. I... Okay, Marlo, there's no way you're going anywhere without being noticed. But... Like that would that would be some kind of a rule for you, but I do think that 
Peggy, you've spent enough time on a number of different sets, and while a crime scene at a news center isn't the same thing, you kind of know how to exist in an environment and, like, blend in. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I think that's just kind of who you are. So this is probably the most confident any of these people have seen me mm-hmm. of, of my new companions. Like I immediately, it's like I belong here. This is kind of your space. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because also I think the like news center, like this place has an incident every couple of weeks, if not, you know, at least once a month, like they're, you know, they're a little bit of a dirty news center. Like they do a lot of like stories that make people very upset. And so the police visit often. <laughs> um, and so maybe some of the cops would even like recognize you and they'd be like, oh, like she's friends with Carmen, like it's fine. But I do think the rest of you would have a hard time just kind of walking past the tape. Into, like you're a kid and you're an attractive upper class woman and you're a tattooed. And you're absolutely <laughs> and you're and you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. That does not change the fact that Lucille said she was gonna follow Peggy and if Peggy starts marching. Hey, we're gonna try. Lucille's gonna try. I'm gonna be leading this weird little parade and I'll just turn to to the officer and say, They're with me and, and keep walking. Roll to manipulate someone. Ooh, okay. That's can we help? I can't remember. Is there a way we can help? When you help another hunter with a move they're making, roll plus cool. So if one of you wants to do something to help, then you can. Marlo's going to... Can I... Can I also roll? You sir, uh... Probably, yeah. There's nothing, I think, that says you can't. Great, then I'm going to let you help first. (laughs) (laughs) I rolled a seven. Marlo's going to flash a smile and just say, Lovely day, officer. Hope you're doing well. There was a murder. It's not a lovely day. <laughs> well, so Marlo's nonchalant. <laughs> Maybe I will help out by trying to distract one of the other cops, Ooh. whoever looks like they're in charge. She'll, she'll approach one of the other cops. Yeah, Marlo, I think people are sussed out by you and you saying it's a nice day is not going to be helpful enough. But if you and... um. If you and Allie want to make a joint effort of a distraction here, I will allow you guys to do this role to help out situation okay. together. What should we do, Allie? I just want to, whoever looks like chief of police, or if there's somebody who vaguely resembles my husband around near the entrance, like caution tape, I think Allie would approach him and just kind of go, oh my God, what happened here? Like, pull okay. the naivete, like, I don't know what's going on. This looks dangerous. Please tell me. Yeah. Okay, so both, uh, why don't each of you roll a d6 and we'll call that you guys' mutual help out. And you guys can add Marlo's cool because you're kind of doing this together. Six, one, and one. So seven, eight, two. So you get nine, uh, you get eight now because uh, on a seven to nine, your help grants them plus one to their roll. So you have an eight, which is a mixed success. I, I we don't have any hope left, right? Mm-mm. Okay. Then I will also roll to, to help out. And Lucille is going to look around and see if she can catch the eye of any crooked cops that, that would be familiar with her. Yes, I will allow you to do so. Add your, uh, go ahead and do like a, yeah. 
Because if they, I think there would be a mutual recognition and this can be a nonverbal. This is, Lucille isn't trying to say anything. No. She yeah. isn't trying to like, to, to, she just wants to make eye contact and like tilt her head. I think, yeah, this is a D and, the D and D equivalent would be like an intimidation check. Mm-hmm. Okay, so then you get another plus one to your roll. So we're at nine now? So you're at nine. The, uh, so you guys, uh, Marlo and Allie, you got to add one to uh, Peggy's roll, but you also exposed yourselves to danger. So I think um, how that works, to trouble or danger. So I think how that's going to manifest, you're going to have a little bit of a hard time trying to get past these cops now because they're like preoccupied with you and Marlo I assume that you've probably committed crimes before you might even have a record um so if they recognize you you're gonna be in a world of trouble Luce is gonna turn around so after Luce clocks whoever she clocks mm-hmm. she's gonna flip back to Marlo and then look up at... She's going to make eye contact with Marlo, obviously conveying the, like, trust me, okay? Okay. And then she's going to look up at Peggy and say, they can wait outside. Let's go. So, okay, cool. That actually helps because on a seven and nine, it's a mixed success. They'll do it, but only if you do something to prove... Um, that you mean it. And so I think the thing that you do to prove that you mean it is that not everyone's going inside with you. It's okay. just you and, uh, yeah, just you and, and Lil. So you're going in. The girl squad. The girl squad. Minus Allie. Minus Allie. The human girl squad. <laughs> the actual What do you mean? Squad. I am human. So, Lucille and Peggy, you guys proceed in. I think we'll cut back to the outside in a second and see how this goes. Um, you guys are in. They just kind of let you through. Is Carmen anywhere nearby? Mm, I think you can. you have visual on, like... You have visual on her inside the news, uh, the newsroom. Okay. Are they actively shooting right now, or is it? It doesn't look like they're rolling. It looks like actually they they're packing up cameras because okay. now that the police are like here, here they can't keep rolling. Okay, I'm going to approach Carmen then. Cool. Yeah, I think she sees you coming in, and she's like, "Oh my god, thank God you're here! I was so freaked out. I was actually just about to call you. <sighs> this is just crazy." So what happened here? Did you see this happen? No, no, no. So we came in this morning, and uh, why don't you go ahead and roll. I was like, I'm going to have to roll something here. I can't just ask questions, can I? Uh, this would be considered, I think, investigate a mystery, uh, because you're, oh. uh, you're uh, interrogating a witness. Remind me what I add for this one? Mm, I believe it is plus sharp, but let me double check. Plus sharp. I have a plus one for sharp. Let's see what happens here. Math. Ten. Nice. Ten plus hold two. You have what happened here? What sort of creature is it? What can it do? What can hurt it? Where did it go? What was it going to do? What's being concealed here? Um, and I get how many? Two? Hold two. Two. Okay. Um, I would like to use... Mm, I feel like what happened here is too obvious, but it feels like the right one. Well, it's kind of what you just asked. Yeah. Okay, yeah. 
So I think she says, so yeah, we came in this morning and John was literally just, he was dead at his desk. He was like leaned back open in his, uh, in his rolling chair. And his, there was like blood running down his neck all over his freshly pressed white suit or suit shirt. It was just terrible. It was awful. And there's two little puncture wounds in his throat. So we just assumed vampire. We didn't see anyone leaving the scene, but I mean, <laughs> it seems pretty cut and dry to me. So had he been here all night or? He's kind of known for working late or coming in early. He's real dedicated to what we do. Do you know if there's anyone he had upset or anything recently? It does, or does he just kind of keep to himself? Like what kind of stuff? Do you know him well enough to know what he gets into or? I mean, you know the kind of work that we do at the Hollywood News Center. We don't always print or run stories that are exactly um, shining the best light on everyone that we talk about. But we do what we do and we try to be fair. Um, I mean, I'm sure he's managed to piss off someone at some point in his career. I couldn't tell you specifically. I mean, she looks around. I, you're probably not supposed to look through anything on his desk. But if you wanted to, I'm sure you could look through his notes really quick and none of the cops would find out. Have they taken anything off of his desk yet or is it all still... No, they're still kind of loading in. We just cut. Okay. Keep this between us, okay? Yeah, for sure. Always. She puts out her pinky. Mm -hmm. And I put out mine as well. And we pinky swear. <laughs> um, so I'm going to turn back to, to Lucille. We need to go to his desk. Luce has already slipped a little bit away. <laughs> Luce, Luce has her hands in her apron pockets, and she has been slowly sidling like down the hall, just like looking, kind of moseying. She's definitely been listening into the conversation though, and she's within like hearing distance mm -hmm. of you, and so she's gonna look up and be like, "We can go to his desk if we're quiet." Lead the way. And they said, wait, she's going to peek around to Carmen and be like, hey, hi, I'm really, really sorry. You said his name was John? Yeah, uh, <laughs> I don't have a last name for John. <laughs> yeah, his name was uh, John Brown. Uh, his dad or granddad uh, owns a... Um, one of these local uh, businesses. And uh, he's been sending him money from his uh, news job for the last couple of years. Lo lo do you know the, the business? Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's a little, uh, it's a, I think it's a little grocery shop or something underneath a um, apartment complex in downtown somewhere. Oh, okay. Uh, well, thank you. Um, Sorry, you must have had a, a rough morning. Yeah, it's pretty terrible. John was a really, really hard worker and a really good guy. Do you, do you know any vampires? Um, not personally that I'm aware of. Great, thank you. Luce is gonna, like, awkwardly <laughs> shuffle back behind Peggy again and... Let her lead the way to the desk. Mm -hmm. um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pause. I'm gonna let Lucille kind of go ahead a little bit, and I'm gonna turn back and very quietly say, "It 
there's anything else that you know and you're not telling me, I need you to tell me for your own safety. That I know about what? I know that you know things. I know a lot, uh, but unless this is in reference to something specific, you know, in regards to the kind of information that we exchange, I don't think there's anything I can do to help you. Is this you using one of your mundane moves? Um, I do have one called Trust Me. Yeah. Um, let me double check exactly what it all entails. Um, so for Trust Me, when you tell a normal person the truth in order to protect them from danger, roll plus charm. On a 10, they'll do what you say they should. On a 7 to 9, they'll do it, but the keeper chooses from one of the following. Either they ask you a hard question first, they stand and dither a while, or they have a quote-unquote better idea. Mm-hmm. On a miss, they're going to think you're crazy and maybe dangerous too. So I think if you want to try to use that move, um, but you haven't given her enough information to do that. Okay. Um, I would like to go check out the desk first before I do this. But I just wanted to plant that seed in her that this is very serious. Yeah. I think message received, but she still plays her cards close to the chest, even with her friends. So I will leave her with that little extra poke at the situation and then I'll go, I'll go. Find the desk with Lucio. Mm-hmm. Cool. Oh, the cops will be here pretty quick, so whatever you're doing, do it fast. Noted. Let's go. And uh, you go. Uh, oh, actually, it's probably easier if I just show you where his desk is, and then I'll fuck off. Um, <laughs> uh, so follow me. And she leads you down a hallway really quickly, like kind of power walking in her Louboutins. Um, <laughs> and... Um, she goes, okay, yeah, he's third cubicle down on the left. Uh, good luck. I'll try and hold them off if I can. And uh, she goes back down the hall. You take the cubicle, I'll take the rest of the scene. And then Lucille's going to split off to the cubicle past his. Just okay. to peek in and like make sure there's no... like. Was anything lying in wait here? Was... She's looking for an entry point. Where did the attack come from? Oh, yeah. Um, I'll give you for free. It doesn't look like forced entry. It doesn't look like anyone like threw a rock through a window or like barged the door in. Like it looked like either someone had a key or they had some kind of like magical ability to transport places. Would I know if vampires have to follow traditional rules? Does a vampire oh, have to have be invited to, be invited. to a space? Well, to be fair, this is a business, not a home, so. That's true, but I'm going to say that's a social rule that is not like, it doesn't physically impede any vampires, but a lot of them do respect that rule. Of course, you know, rules are made to be broken and some vampires will do anything in order to feed, but I think that's a very rare outlier kind of a scenario, and most vampires are pretty adherent to that rule. And I'll throw out, didn't we learn from our holds prior that this might not be? It might not, but you don't have any confirmed evidence. Cool. Uh, do we see any leftover evidence of the last time he disappeared at the... He, he disappeared in smoke at the bar, right? That's what it looked like. Yeah, he disappeared in smoke in front of Allie, and then his blood like went sudden, like he was leaving a trail, and like suddenly it went cold. Um, I would like to use my other hold for what is being concealed here. Okay. Um. And what does the cubicle look like? 
Sure. So for free, yeah, it looks like a pretty straightforward office cubicle. The only big thing is it does look like there are signs of struggle. Um, the way, I mean, it's a rolling chair, so and it like spins, so you couldn't really tell probably what direction he was facing um, when this man was attacked. And also the body's not here, obviously. It's been cleared um, and is in a morgue somewhere at this point, most likely. Um, I know, really. <laughs> um, so, yes, but it does look like there was a struggle. Um, there's, like, papers kind of strewn about, and there, there's, like, uh, like spattered blood on the side of one wall of the cubicle. Um, and, e- yeah, it just, like, it's very, it's very much, it's a mess. Um, you wanted to ask what's being concealed here. Um, I know what I would tell you if the body was here. So how can I, <laughs> how can I translate this for you? Um, I can also do another question if it's not going to be helpful. Well, what's your other one? Um, da, 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 da. I think what's being concealed here is probably the best one because yeah. we're trying to, yeah, get some answers about, you know, what this thing is. Um, and that's kind of the biggest mystery at the moment is what is this creature? Um, well, one of them is what sort of creature is it? But yeah. I don't know if we would be able to get that from. It would be difficult. You're definitely being able to narrow it down because there are like, you know, the whole invitation. Although with my very limited knowledge, yeah. I don't think that. Hard to justify. Yeah, for me, I'm probably with Carmen here that, hey, there's puncture wounds on a neck. That's probably a vampire. Okay. So, yeah, I think what is being concealed here... Hmm. I'll tell you what. Uh, this is good, actually. Uh, you. This is not usually, I think, how this question is kind of phrased in order to work out, but I think that this will be helpful for this. Um, you're kind of shuffling through as many of these papers as you can get through, um, and you kind of pass over it, and then something in your brain just kind of clicks back, and you shuffle back a few pages, and you take out like a stapled together piece that looks like an article he was working on um and it looks like there had been like minor attacks in the last couple of months that were being underreported and he was trying to um like figure out who was orchestrating these because it looked like there were like several different monster types involved and usually they don't um I mean I don't know if you would know this or not, but um, usually they don't really like team up for this kind of stuff. It's like an individual thing. It's kind of like people like, you know, individual serial killers don't usually come together to serial kill together like individual serial killers do what they want to do. Um, and so it's it's yeah, he kind of found that strange that they were happening so frequently and that there seemed to be like a like victimology and that kind of thing there seemed to be a through line and so there had to be someone orchestrating them and he was investigating that lucille is gonna look over your shoulder and she sees that she goes take it i don't we don't have time to read it let's go so i, I fold it up and i stick it i'm guessing out of purse sure yeah i, yeah, I, I fold it up and i stick it in my purse cute uh because lucille i like if she can if if Lucille can tell that it's notes and it's important. Mm-hmm. I'm sure she doesn't have all the information that you just got told. Mm-hmm. Cause she's like, take it. And, and, and I trust that because I see a lot of stuff about monsters. And my, my instinct is that if anyone's going to know more about this, it's, it's her. For so. sure. 
So her telling me to take it tips me off to know that she would probably be able, between the two of us, that we're likely able to piece things together. Great. Um, Lucille, do you want to make a roll? Do you want to do anything while you're here? Because I know I gave you something for free, but <laughs> if you want to investigate a mystery or something. Um, I was... If there's something specific that you're trying to figure out. I was... Lucille is trying to think um, back to identifying factors of the guy who was in the kitsch. So he was a werewolf, mm-hmm. and he had those those claws from Cle- like that went in Clements. Yeah. And we were able to glean that they were probably man-made, mm-hmm. not werewolf, actual werewolf claws. Mm-hmm. Um, and if there's no signs of forced entry, it's making her think about... Because did he disappear in front of the kids or did he just walk away? He went outside and started heading down the street and then his trail went cold. And his trail went cold. Yeah. Um, so she is trying to... Th- I'm going to investigate a mystery. Um, and she's also looking for any identifying factors about this Sean guy. Like, are there pictures of family? Are sure. there, like... Are there people who might also still be in danger connected to him? Yeah. Um, so I will investigate a mystery. Okay, so roll those dice, and then let's cut to outside um, while you're doing that. Guys, what have you been doing this whole time um, distracting these cops? So Allie's plan is to try to charm him into giving up some confidential information mm-hmm. that maybe you wouldn't just find out on the TV or the news. So she's going to walk up to him. And she's going to play the fool in the naive and at first just be like the concerned mother. Like, oh my god, what happened here? Mm-hmm. Kind of thing, yeah. Okay. Uh, it... To one of the cops or chiefs that are standing. Near right, the... so you're not actually trying to get information. You're trying to distract them, right? No, I do want to try to get information from him you. as well. Okay. Um, so, investigate a mystery plus sharp. Can I, not, can I not charm him? Um, I, I would say, like, manipulate someone is, like, it's a different skill set, unfortunately. But I will say that while you're talking to him, he is occupied, so you are, like, using it to your advantage in that way. Marlo, um, how many of these cops have you run away from before? Like, how many do you recognize on site? I recognize at least two or three of them. Yeah. And, like, how many are out there? I think there's six or seven outside on this scene. Yeah. And there's people, like, kind of going in and out, like, clearing stuff out of the newsroom. Okay. Um, Marlo is still wanting to try and get inside. Okay. He doesn't like being left out. He's... So, Lucille, you asked Marlo to trust you and to stay outside. And oh. you kind of referred, but you referred to this kind of cop, this kind of dirty cop who you know. Um, did you have, like, a contingency? Like, are you trying to kind of manipulate this situation? To no, that? she wanted Marlo to wait outside. Okay, that's all that that is? <laughs> Got it. Okay, I was just, I wanted to make sure that I wasn't, like, not reading into something. or. Nope, anything. no, she just hoped that Marlo would have would some basic chill. common sense and some trust in her, and then yeah, he would chill. wait and be patient. Roll to manipulate someone. <laughs> 
Um, unfortunately, no. Okay, so you're gonna try to what? Like talk your way in, sneak your way in. Marlo is, is gonna talk, which is probably not oh, the best God. idea, but sure. But it's his choice. Um, he's going to go up to one of the police officers he does not recognize and and, and say, Bold. "Excuse me, officer. I know this is not very." You know, it's, it's not correct protocol, but I have someone inside that I just really care about. And I would love if you would let me in to check on them a little bit. You know, I'm just a little nervous after these kind of attacks. There's been things going around in the city, and I'm just really scared, you know? Like, this could be really upsetting. Like, it's my sister in there. What if she's dead, man? Roll to manipulate someone. Uh, what did you roll for? What does he get to manipulate somebody and I don't get to manipulate someone? Because he's trying, he's not trying to get information, he's trying to do something. I'm trying to do something too. <laughs> Which is get information. <laughs> I'm sorry. Well, I, I failed my roll. You failed? Okay. So yeah, investigate a mystery when you, uh, on a miss you reveal some information to the monster or whoever you're talking to. The keeper might ask you some questions which you have to answer. What if we say, like, the cop knows Hank, so he recognizes me as sure. his wife. That's plausible. I think that makes sense. But I don't I don't know him. Like, maybe Hank showed some photos or whatever talks about me. Sure. Yeah, he's got a picture on his desk or something. Okay, yeah. I think he says, uh, you're Hank Greensburg's wife, aren't you? Oh, yes. I don't think you're supposed to be here, ma'am. Does he know you're at a crime scene right now? I was just taking a stroll through the neighborhood, so I have not had time to bring it to his attention. No. Taking a stroll through the... He doesn't live in this neighborhood. I know. I often go on daily walks to get some fresh air and look at the city when I noticed a the crime scene and possibly something dangerous was going on over here. Right. She smiles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, okay, ma'am. Well, uh... Are you are you here with this gentleman? And he, I think, points to Marlo because he saw you guys like walk up together. I don't know if you're within vicinity of each other, but she looks to Marlo and then she looks back and she goes, "Now I don't know him." Okay, yeah, I would say he's a real shady type guy. I really would keep my distance if I were you. And if I'd really suggest, listen, I'm not going to tell Hank you were here or anything. I'm not a snitch, but you really. You should go for your safety. I, uh, I appreciate that. I think that you are right. I can't help but be concerned, though, right? Of course, for the neighborhood and for the children around. Yeah, well, there was, um, there was a report on the news. I'm sure they'll probably be replaying it a couple times today. Okay. It's a real tragedy. Uh, yeah, great. Yeah. I do have to go back to crowd control. <laughs> and he kind of turns and says, Has a nice, have a nice day, man. What was your name? I'm Clint. Clint? Yeah. Officer Clint. Nice to meet you. I don't even say thank you because he didn't give me anything. That's so she's just gonna smile and then the minute she turns around her face drops cold and yeah. she's like okay. back to square one. <laughs> what did you roll Marlo on your manipulate someone? I rolled an eight, but I have see it all fits together as one of my moves. Which is? Um, which means that I get to use sharp instead of charm to manipulate someone, which is a plus two, meaning I rolled a ten. Okay. Um, so on a ten plus, if you, uh, uh, if you get a ten plus, then they'll do it as long as you reward them as promised. So I think... Uh, Does, can I give like a... Thank you, thank you. 
so much. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of yeah, I think he kind of looks around and he's like, listen, most of the people who were in there have been cleared out, but uh, if you just want to take a quick look. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, just, just go in, just go in, just go in. Don't tie. Yeah. <laughs> and he kind of lifts the tape and like shoves you through. Gross, grinning. Yeah. Like yeah. I can't believe that worked. <laughs> um, I will say this is like you're probably like the way that the like timeline is lining up here. Like the girls are like well into the office at this yeah. point. You're not gonna be able to catch up with them. You're gonna be running separate situations here. That's fine. Uh, Marlo kind of wants to look around on his own anyway. I think. Okay, so you go in and it's kind of like the receiving like front office kind of the like front desk situation. Um, have you ever been to the newsroom before? No. Marlo does not like to be in public. Yes. Uh, so. And so he's kind of like looking around awkwardly like he doesn't really know what's going on. But um, I'm also looking out for anyone who is acting like suspicious because I feel like there's probably someone who knows something here. If there was an attack here, there's something that needs to be, that's being covered up. And I'm... Sure. I will say around this time, uh, you do see the woman who was on the TV before is like quickly walking down the hallway and outside, and it looks like she's on a mission. But everything else looks like clear. Yeah, I want to go catch up with her. Okay. Yeah, she's. I think like she's actually going to pass you on the way out, and then she kind of clocks that you're a person who definitely doesn't work here and looks vaguely suspicious. And she's like, "Um, hi, Carmen Bardot. What are you doing here?" Um, I am here. Because... Do you have security clearance to be in this new center right now? I don't need clearance to be here. I'm sorry, ma'am. What's your name? I'm Carmen Bardot. I'm one of the executive producers at this new center. And who are you? My name's Marlo. It's lovely to meet you, Carmen. Um, the thing is, I am a little bit nervous that um, something that's happened here might not be the end of everything else. I think that uh, there's more going on here than what you know, and it seems like you're heading somewhere that seems a little bit more interesting than just idling around with the rest of these idiots. So, uh, if you wouldn't mind telling me where you're going. I'm just going to check in with the cops and let them know the situation before they come barreling into my office. Is that okay with you? Uh, well, yes. That's Sir? Look, I'm sorry if I offended you in any way. Oh, now you're sorry. Yeah, well, I don't like being apologetic, but you seem like a lovely woman. Um, I just, I feel like there's something going on here that uh, is really upsetting. I'm sorry. Have a lovely day. Where are you going? I'm going after my friends. Who are? Um, I believe you know Peggy. You know Peggy? Do I know Peggy? <laughs> Yes, I do. He is out here ruining his career. Ruining my life! <laughs> you just don't really strike me as the kind of person who she would spend any time with. And why is that? She just kind of looks you up and down, like very slowly, and gives you like a tight smile and declines to answer. Marlo's gonna give a curt nod <laughs> in response <laughs> and take his cane and whip himself around. And walk the other direction. You're really not supposed to be in here. I'm so glad I got to meet you, Carmen. Have a lovely day. I think she's like balancing in her head right now how much she wants the cops to come in because also her friends are actively in a crime scene that they shouldn't be in. 
but also you're a dick and she wants you to get in trouble. So she's going to do some arithmetic while you go get into trouble. <laughs> um, so you you head down whatever hallway it is. Yeah, I'm going to keep continuing my way through the new studio and keep like an eye out. I'm trying to see if there's any kind of evidence that might have been left around because the cops haven't been inside yet, no? They haven't been yet. Cool. Then uh, Marlo's going to keep poking around for any kind of evidence. Is there anything to be found? Um, investigate a mystery. And let's cut back to Lucille. What did you roll for yours? I rolled an eight. Okay, it's mixed success. So you get, I believe, one whole. I just, yeah, I get a whole one. Uh, what do you want to spend it doing? I would like to ask, where did it go? Lucille is looking for signs of next leads. She is looking for, like I said, pictures of family members. Um, or she's peeking into other cubicles to see if anyone else has monster-related things like oh I just she's she doesn't have time to look yeah it doesn't like anybody it doesn't look like at a at first glance like anybody else here is really super focused on reporting monster news also because it's just not super hot and fresh at the moment it's been four months since a really major incident and so it's just not something that's been at the forefront of anyone's kind of mind um John has one picture on his desk and it's of a man who you actually recognize to be Hugo Brown, the owner of the clock store, which is underneath the place that Marlo lives in. And and she's going to look at it and go, that's the grocery store. Got it. Mm-hmm. And so she notes that down for later. It's the owner of the clock store that Marlo lives above? Yeah. Oh, swear that... Um, and it doesn't look like he has any other, like, memorabilia or, like, personal connections. Like, it kind of looks like, um, he, at, yeah, you, you kind of gather from this and from the lack of, like, anything else personal in his desk, like, in writing or, like, pictures or anything else. Like, probably Hugo is the only other person who he had a personal connection to. Um, he seemed like a bit of a, like, kind of lone wolf kind of guy well it leads lead mm-hmm. uh she's gonna look at peggy and uh... oh there is also a clipping um not a clipping there's like a little flyer for a circus that's come into town uh does it look weird or has Lou seen it before um this is uh it's not on anyone else's desk so it looks like he took it and like there's actually a little bit of like there's like a there's an act for like a like for like curiosities and there's like a wolfman listed there and he's circled it wolfman listed he's circled the kind of wolfman who is listed among other like curiosities who are at this Lucille's just gonna take the flyer and stick it in her apron great yeah um you do recognize um the name of this circus is hold on I'm gonna pull it up uh, Elsher's Wondrous Cirque. It's a traveling circus that comes into town every year around this time in the spring um, for like tourism and stuff. And you know that there are a number of like actual monsters who make their living working with Elsher. Uh, so I know that it's actually probably legit. It, yeah. Heard. And when it's the date how close how soon uh it's in town for a couple of weeks and it actually just opened uh 
like three, four days ago. They just finished setting up. I'm ready to go, Peggy. You ready to go? I'm ready. Let's get out of here. What was your investigate, Marlo? 11. So you get uh, two. Um, I would like to see if there's anything being concealed here. Marlo's going to peek around a little bit. Okay. Um, where are you looking? Um, I, I'm going to make my way towards the offices because I have a feeling that that's where there's going to be the most evidence. Do so I know exactly where the, the body was? Um, there was a couple shots of it still in the chair at his desk um, on the news center, but... Um, you guys actually heard the sounds, like the sirens of an ambulance pulling away uh, as you were pulling up. So you assume he's been moved at this point. All right. Um, he's going to start looking around for the desks then. Okay. Um, looking around for them? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I will say, like, coming from being close to the entrance, you do sense, like, a the similar kind of magical energy hanging in the air that you sensed when the trail went cold. Um, Is there a particular point that it might be emanating from? Uh, it's not far from the front doors. Like, it's kind of between the front off the front desk where, like, the receptionist would be and the front doors, kind of between that landing. Mm-hmm. And they have no idea what time the murder took place just before, that it was before work? Yeah, they just... Yeah, they didn't. Well, they probably know, but they didn't give specific details about it. But presumably before working hours this morning. By the lingering presence, can I tell how long ago it was? Mm, it's fading. It feels like it would have been stronger four or five hours ago. Is there another point that it could be emanating from? Where it might have, the monster might have left? Mm. Or. If this is where it left and then where it entered? This is what it, uh, it, mm, no, this is, this is the center of the, yeah. It does have the same energy from before. Okay. Um, Marlo's going to keep looking around and continue towards the desks. Okay. You do have another hold. Um, I, I want to give you something to give you another hint about what this creature might be. And I'm just not sure how to do it um, because they're just really, really good at covering their tracks. Um, okay. Uh, I think you proceed towards the desks um, and you do see the girls are there. Um, do we see, do we see Marlo? You see Marlo. Where's Allie? What are you doing She's here? She's outside. Taking you a look left around. her? She's fine. She can take care of herself. She almost killed a werewolf. That is but she's out there we, with the cops. Whatever. We need to get out of here anyway. Let's... Okay. I might have found something interesting. We will talk about it outside. We need to go. Is it something I need to see? Um, no, it's fine. Okay, then let's go. I'm sorry. <laughs> I know. Okay. <laughs> I got it. I got something for you. Um... On the way out, you realize that you have to pee really bad and you run into the bathroom. And you see that one of the mirrors looks intentionally broken. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Does it look like it was just like smashed like in a single hit or? Yes. 
but like two pieces. Okay. Is there any kind of magic or blood or anything that's like lingering? There is blood on the mirror. It looks like somebody must have like punched it or struck it in the center and it shattered. Um, and there is blood wherever that impact would have been, both in the center of the mirror where that like impact was, and also like on some of the shards that are now on the floor. Is there any kind of trail? Mm, no. It looks like the creature... Uh, it looks almost like a defensive attack. Like it was freaked out by it, hit it in defense, and fled the scene as quickly as possible. All right, Marlo's going to take uh, grab a couple of the little pieces of broken glass on the ground with the blood on it, mm-hmm. back for sampling, just sure, in case sure, there's sure. anything to be found or gleaned. Yeah. <laughs> and um, has decided to put and puts it in a little like leather like pat like cool. thing, like with the coins and things. So that's your second hold. I give that to you. I don't know which question it would have been, but that's your second hold. <laughs> Yeah, it's great. What, what sure. sort of creature is it? Yeah, maybe. Like sure. All right. Marlo's very pleased with himself and walks. That was probably the hold what can hurt it. Oh, cool. Okay. Mm. Which will help you to decipher what kind of creature is it, <laughs> I think, down the line. The pieces are coming together. See, it all fits together. (laughs) Okay, so you guys rush back outside, and for the sake of brevity, I'm going to say that you guys just come back out and nobody really asks any questions. And you find Allie really quickly. Is there anything else I could have done in that situation if I failed to investigate a mystery? Like, is there any other moves that I can do while I'm just waiting? While you're hanging around? Um... Probably not, but also like it's not like you spent four hours here. Like you wouldn't have wasted that much time anyway. They they were in and out in fifteen minutes. Okay, well then I'm gonna say that Allie went back to the car, and she got into the passenger seat, and she's sitting with Reggie, and they're just conversing. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> just chat. Like, yeah, he's like, "What do you think? Like that's a really nice house. Like what kind of furnishings do you guys have in there?" Oh, <laughs> uh, we get you know most of our pieces from thrift shops, locally sourced. Wow, that's so responsible. Yeah, I like to keep it that way. So cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, where do you stay at? Oh, well, actually, my employer gives me, like, how's any, like, goes on. (laughs) And as they walk in the car, I'm always going to be like, see, I told you, she'd be fine. Are you okay? Yes. Are you okay? Yes. She turns to loose. Are you okay? (laughs) No. There are people talking. Oh, she just blinks. And then she turns to Marlo, and she just blinks some more, and she doesn't ask if you're okay. (laughs) I'm lovely. Thank you. Okay, so you guys have uh, Reggie for your traveling needs for the rest of the day. Where do you go? Uh, Can we, hold on, can we, like, can he, like, move around the block while we talk? Can we not do this directly in front of the news station? Yeah, is there somewhere we want to go? Let's just go back to the kitchen for a second. Okay. As they're driving, Allie's still in the passenger seat, and she's now relaying the recipe for the muffins to Reggie. (laughs) Amazing. Um, So you're describing muffins to Reggie, and uh, from there, I think we should take a little break. So we will see you guys in just a short while. Uh, Goodbye. (laughs) 
what a predicament that hunter has gotten themselves into. I sure hope they are able to figure it out this time. Hey guys, thanks for sticking around through the ad roll for this episode. If you enjoy what we're doing here, the best way to let us know is to download this episode on ACAST so the people over there can see how great we are. And when you're done with that, head over to Spotify or Apple Music and leave us a review. We'd really appreciate it. We'd also love to hear from you on social media. Tweet us your favorite quote, share your fan art with us on Instagram, or tag us the next time you drink an especially exciting brew. If you want to join us on our quest to find the very best coffee and tea out there, or if you think you're the one making it, reach out to us at littlerenegadeproductions at gmail.com. We'd love to feature you on our next episode. And I'll see you guys in a couple seconds. Hey, pals. Welcome back from that break. Thanks so much for sticking around. Let's get right back into it. Uh, where are you guys heading to? Hugo's? Was that what we decided? We were heading back to the kitchen. To the kitchen. Okay. Uh, you guys get there pretty quickly. It's maybe a 10-minute drive, and he just pulls up outside, lets you guys out, and he'll make a couple laps or just hang out outside, whatever you prefer. You could come in for something if you wanted. Oh, uh, I don't usually step in for any of... Peggy's clients or visitors, but if I'm welcome. Well, this is a bar, so you can do whatever you want. Oh, I try not to drink on the job. Well, you can... Have a glass of milk. No. It, I have it's other so things besides <laughs> You don't work there. Stop offering my, my guests milk. I'm sorry. Lucy. You do this at least once a week. I, I just... You know what? It's fine. We'll talk about it later. You should come in. Please. You are more than welcome to come in. Uh, all right, that's an overwhelming yes from everyone, so I guess I'm going in. <laughs> and he just kind of, like, very, like, hesitantly parallel parks outside between two much smaller cars. <laughs> a couple times, it's a limo. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, I think you guys go inside and he comes in a minute or two later because he has to park, but yeah. Um, Lucille's got one of, like, her... They like one of her like two bartenders that she deems to pay, mm-hmm. uh, working behind the bar. But the the kitchen probably oh gosh, it's we left pretty early in the morning. Yeah. So what time do we think it is about now? Uh, you were there around. You were at the house around ten ten thirty. It probably took about thirty minutes to get where you were going. Ten to get back to the kitchen. Then you hung out there. Let's say it's noon. It's noon. So the kitchen is like just opened an hour ago. They opened at 11 for like... Alcoholics. Yeah. (laughs) The usuals who want to have, you know, a drink with like lunch. A glass of milk. But like... (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No. (laughs) Who orders milk at a a bar? bar. (laughs) Marlo. Oh my god. Uh, Marlo gets worse and worse, I'll tell you. Oh my god. Not your sister dating a man who drinks milk at a bar. The face tattoo seems tame now. It's the milk from a bar that's really getting me. Ladies do better. Yeah. Honestly. Angie, whatever your name is, why are you doing this to yourself? So Luce is gonna, as she leads the gang inside, nod to the bartender. We're gonna say this bartender's name is Tanner, uh, and Tanner, bartender, bartender, tender, bartender, Tanner. 
<laughs> Every time I'm like, wow, I'm so original. I'm pulling these names out of nowhere. And, and, then it's, and then it's Tanner, the bartender. <laughs> At least his name isn't Bart. Bart. Bart, the bartender. First name Bart, middle name Tanner. <laughs> I'm truly inspired. Thank you. Um, so Tanner is like... Tanner is 32, and he's been working at the Kitsch since Lucille took over at 17. And when he came in for his interview and saw that Luce was, like, a 17-year-old girl, he took one look at her, and then he went, how much is this job pay again? Mm -hmm. And Luce went, enough. And he thought that was so funny that he just decided to stick around. <laughs> <Sign> <laughs> up, right there. Like, this is it. <laughs> and, if, like, and then he probably about six months in realized that it was a like, low-key mafia front. <laughs> yeah. And was like, oh, well, they pay enough. <laughs> <laughs> I'm committed to this choice now. This is who I am. And like, start turning back. It comes with benefits, you know. Luce makes sure he's like his family's very well protected. Yeah. Uh, nothing ever bothers them. Uh-huh. But he, so he always listens to Luce, but he does it with an air of like, like va- thinly veiled amusement, where he's like, <laughs> "You're so little." <laughs> <laughs> and so she walks in and she's like. There's a man outside, Reggie. It's on me, on the house. Okay, make sure he's taken care of. And Tanner kind of goes, mm-hmm, sure thing, boss. Yes, ma'am. I will do that thing. Uh, anything he wants. But don't let him drink. He says he doesn't drink on the job. Don't push it. Okay. <laughs> I got it. We're going to go into the back. Sure. May I have a drink? On. Did you like May the whiskey coke that I made you? I... Yes, I would like another. <laughs> okay, sure. Whiskey Coke on the house? No, you can pay for this one. I seem to have left my purse at home. <laughs> it put on... <laughs> put, put on Hank Greensburg? Hank, Hank Greensburg's tab. You got it, boss. He'll probably be in tonight. Yeah, and he uh, gets to work. Cool. Uh, Luce is going to take you guys back into the panic room. Uh, and... There's, the blood has been probably a little bit cleaned up by someone. Yeah, I think someone came through and cleaned up the place for you. Okay, but it, Luce is deeply angered by the fact that there was a body there and the body just got up and left. Yeah, it's very upsetting. (laughs) But she's going to grab a seat around a, like basically a cards table, like a folding table. Um, and she's going to pull out the circus flyer from her apron and gesture to Peggy. And then she's going to look at Marlon and be like, okay, now, now Marlon, now you can tell me what you found. I got something to show you, Lucille, and I think you're going to like it. Okay, okay. And Marlon pulls out his little bag and then triumphantly spreads his little glass jars with blood on them on the table. Oh my god, why would you... <laughs> they shatter into smaller pieces. <laughs> well, not, it was aggressive. It was a light. You said triumphantly. Triumphantly <laughs> does not mean aggressively. It's glass. Okay. This is the choice we've made. <laughs> it doesn't matter. Do you think you can get anything out of this? Well, as long as nobody else touches them, yes. What did you do? 
Uh, I ate glass, Peggy. No, I found a broken mirror with blood on it. You found it? Yes. You didn't cause the broken mirror? Not this time. Where was it? It was at the news station. Just the, like the bathroom in the news station? Yeah, well, I had to pee. So. Which mirror? Uh, the far right one. Far right? Yeah. Like? Closest to the entrance. Closest to the entrance? Of the bathroom, yeah. Huh. And describe it to me. And we can say that he... Can we say that he bestows the information? Yeah, you have the information now. It looks like you got really mad. (laughs) (laughs) So you think it was in the fence against the mirror? Well, I mean, knowing what I know about monsters, I know that there are some that do have some kind of, you know, not great reactions towards seeing their own reflections. And which ones would you say that that is? Well, you might know something about that with that face tattoo. All right, all right that one was uncalled for. Yeah, come on. <laughs> I didn't even come for this time. <laughs> um, so there are certain kind. I'll just give this to you. There are certain kind of monsters that you know that it can't be seen in mirrors, like vampires. Um... But there are also certain kinds of monsters who maybe they're afraid of their reflections, but also that are afraid of mirrors specifically. Um, Do I know the names of any of these kind of creatures? Yeah, so the one that immediately comes to mind, I'll say now that you're kind of putting these pieces together, this is a creature that can transport using like a misty kind of power. This is a creature that can appear like multiple other different kinds of creatures, um, but doesn't have the capability of shape-shifting. It looks like other kinds of creatures. This kind of creature is called a skinwalker. A skinwalker is a witch who uses their abilities to transform their appearance to look like something else um but they cannot physically transform into something else um the reason that they don't like mirrors is because uh they essentially what a mirror does to a skinwalker is it like is a uh it impairs their ability to shadow travel they essentially become trapped by those kinds of things Okay, the reflection in, tr- yeah. in general. But yeah, well, because also partially because silvers are because silver is involved in the creation of mirrors, but also because of reflections. Also, yeah, like there's a number of it, like visually, it's confusing. Chemically, it's impairing. There's like a number of different factors. Um, so yeah, now I think you can kind of draw the inclusion that probably if this was a skinwalker, it saw its prey go into the bathroom, tried to follow it saw the glass, like, got freaked out, and ran out. I would also assume that Allie knows that too, right? Allie, I think, yeah. Like, Marlo, you start mentioning this stuff, and you're like, oh, I know what this thing is too. So you're telling me this this thing is a skinwalker? Are there any... I, I don't think any of my regulars are this thing breed i I mean if they were how would you know oh fair point wait and i i take out the the thing from my my purse um at least what it looks like is that john had been researching other crimes 
that went unreported, but they all appear to be from different people, monsters, I guess. I, I still I still don't quite understand what's happening at this point, but but maybe this is connected. Yeah, because I bet you, and she at least will, like, if you let her take the papers yes. from Peggy's hands, and she'll flip through, I bet you, just, like, I probably, I could probably tell you we don't even need to look at John Brown's body. The puncture wounds are probably not from actual vampire fangs, just like the werewolf claws are not actual werewolf claws. They were human-made, right? We. But still, what's most upsetting to me is that if Clements got up and walked away, what's going to stop John from doing the same? Well, I know he's dead. I'm. What if that wasn't Clements? Good point. So then, do we have someone working in league? Perhaps a skinwalker and someone, another skinwalker. A skinwalker. Let's see what could what could take that. What could take that blow and then get up and leave? Because she did bleed. Something undead. Something undead. But so maybe it is Clements, but not anymore. Hmm. I'm sorry. Zombies are real too. Pretty much everything is, sweetheart. Anything you dream. But don't think about it too hard, okay? I don't want you to stay up at night. Yeah, I'll give you a headache. So, so if it's a skinwalker, and you said you... Alright, time out from all this murder mystery talk nonsense. You know what a skinwalker is? But you're just a housewife? I am familiar. Why? Let's say I have a hobby of being into monsters. Do you? And particularly, how to kill them. And that's your hobby? Yes. A woman has to entertain herself. <laughs> and how many monsters have you picked off in the last... I, I don't know. What month is it? How, in the last six months, do you just... How often is this? I'm trying to get a gauge. Excuse me? What is your question? How often do you hunt monsters? This is a hobby. Because you lift door frames and you know what a skinwalker is. But I've never seen you once in my bar. And all your husband does in my bar is drink. Well, my husband is a military man. And he's a bit unconventional in the ways he does feel a woman should be able to defend herself. What does that mean? It means just because I am a woman does not mean I am not strong. Hey, well, hey lady... I never implied that it was because you were a woman. I'm just saying. I don't know what you are. I... Yes. And you're not going to tell us? You don't have anything to say for yourself? Why should I have something to say? Well, you survived an encounter with a werewolf, for one thing. Did you not survive an encounter with a werewolf? Yeah, but I'm me. And... He wasn't attacking Marlo. We need, we, like, if we're going to trust you, we need to know what you are. I would like to know what you are, Marlo Hunt. Rumor has it some people believe you to be a vampire. I would like to know if a monster is working among us. Peggy takes one step away from Marlo. (laughs) Well, considering you saw me outside in the sunlight today and I wasn't squirming in pain, I am not. There are ways around that. There are rings that can prevent you from burning in the sun. Are there really? Yes, there are. There are. That's neat. 
Peggy looks at Marvel's hand to see if he's wearing any rings. <laughs> he's wearing a lot of rings. It's a <laughs> I would like to uh, examine the blood. If you feel there's a need, or we already know it's a skinwalker. Pretty uh, much. I think you two can do a quick chemical test together and confirm this is witch's blood. Mm. Ah. Does witch's blood mean that it's just like magically attuned? Or is it imply some kind of like genetic? A witch who is a, who is especially powerful and who can alter their form. Yeah, magic kind of gets mixed up in their veins after a while. Is this the same blood that reacted from the salt? Mm-hmm. Or that's new information. Maybe the blood. Which was the blood that you tested with the salt? Clements, yeah. If it was Clements's blood, then no. Okay. Never. So we could say we try the test. You try to get the salt water on it? So you could we... sprinkle salt on it and see what happens. So that means we can confirm that this blood is not the same blood that came out of Clements. So Clements is not the skinwalker? No. Well, there you go. It's something. Yeah, it takes two to put on a scene. Hmm. But why fake killing Clements. Why fake her coming back and then why fake killing her again just for her to walk off and then to actually go and kill several other people including this list of victims that you so kindly have brought to us, Peggy? There's a chance that she's a part of this too. Yes, but why? When you sent her off, you sent her where? To talk to Abel. Right. And how do I talk to Abel? I can take you to him, but I can't let you go alone. Where is he? I'll show you. And that's where we're going to end episode five of Light Roast Low Rolls. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. It's been a litty titty, y'all. I've had a really great time. Um, and I hope that I'll see you next week. Uh, say goodbye, players. Goodbye. 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 Goodbye.